What's up, Wildlings? Colin here. This is going to be a solo show. I know you're used to having Bren on, but I got to get in here and deliver you this content because we want to help you live ancestrally. And so that's going to include focus on some of the principles, focus on some of the basics. It's also going to include reminders of the big, important first principles of your human biology. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to do a really short show. It's going to probably be 12 minutes. I'm going to review these principles that you can also find actually for wild foods at wildmission.co. It's going to direct you to a public presentation in Google. And this is where we keep our seven principles of living wild. And I just, I've been thinking about the basics lately. I've been thinking about simplicity and our world today pulls us to distraction. It pulls us to complexity. And really, where most of the results are at is in the simple, daily, big habits that you do or don't do. That's where you're going to get the 80, 20, 90, 10, 95% of your results. And so I felt the need to just get in here in between the amazing guests we have on and cover quickly, not in depth at all by any means, but quickly cover the principles of what makes a healthy human animal. The number one principle, and we probably talked about this in the first couple shows, we had a whole show on this, it is Real Food, capital R, capital F. So Real Food is the foundation of health, and it is based on eating raw, real, as close to nature as possible ingredients. And I just dropped another show actually on this that probably came before this show, and it is about why you want to choose quality, why you want to choose small batch, single origin, as close to nature possible ingredients and how your body uses those ingredients and how processed, refined ingredients treated by man, treated by corporations is not something your body natively knows how to use. That's why we usually have negative side effects as a result. The safest way for your long-term health is to consume the realest, most close to nature foods as possible that have undergone the least amount of processing treatment Highly refined, highly processed ingredients are not real food. Foods that have been mistreated such that quality has been compromised are not real foods. Foods that attack the human organism are not real foods. And this is where it gets a little gray because some people might try to argue that, well, if I make bread at home using really great flours, then it should be fine. And the problem with that is grains and certain other Parts of plants and naturally occurring substances in nature, even though it could be wild and real, doesn't mean that it's always going to provide the best result in the human body. Like plants, they have to have a defense mechanism. They, they defend themselves against predators. Some have thorns, some have poisons they let off, different things like that, and some have pesticides built into themselves because plants are very good chemists. Whereas animals, for example, they you have claws, camouflage, and they can run away, right? Plant can't run away. So it has to create defense mechanisms inside of it. Okay. So that's why there are certain things like grains, uh, even vegetables and some vegetables to varying degrees will have natural pesticides. And for some people, they're going to affect them more than others. Now I'm not going to go too, too deep down this rabbit hole. Listen to some of the carnivore episodes. If you want to learn a little bit more about that, I still love vegetables. I still enjoy them. There are certain ones I stay away from that bother me like raw spinach and raw kale, for example. But if I cook both of those, I usually do just fine with them. I'm not eating a ton of them at a time anyway. So I think the toxic load is very negligible. This is a gray area up for debate, but generally the pe- the thing people need to worry about is not eating the really processed, the really refined, the fake foods, you know, the refined grains, the sugars, preservative laden junk that can sit on the shelf for years. That's the stuff you want to stay away from. All right. Number two, sleep, sleep seven to nine hours a night. Generally, you should try to go to sleep when it's dark out and you should try to wake when the sun rises. 
I don't follow this at all. I'm a night owl. But I do do a few things to make sure that I can reduce the effects of sleeping when the sun is up, like blacking out my room. We have blackout curtains. They are thumbtacked all over the wall. I mean, almost no light gets in. A little bit light gets in here and there. And if I could make it fully pitch black, I would. And then we also have three sound machines going. Check out the Marpak sound machine. It's amazing. And those help us prevent sounds from outside or from other people in the house waking us up. It just helps us sleep better. Even though me, for example, I go to bed late, typically around 2 to 4 a.m., just depending on my workload. And I wake up between 10 a.m. and 12 noon. And that's what I've been doing for years. It started back uh, when I was in high school and playing video games a lot. And then it, it led into poker playing. It led into late nights. And I just tend to be motivated at night and get stuff done. I just like the idea that I'm up and everyone else is sleeping. I'm getting stuff done. Whereas in the morning, I don't feel that motivated early in the morning. Uh, some people are early bird gets the worm type people. I'm more of a night owl and that's just the way it is. So I try to find ways to mitigate that because it isn't actually the healthiest, healthiest way to do it. And again, these are things that should be aware of. And if you want to make tweaks and changes in your life, you know, do that, but still understand what you're doing. Like I'm under no impression that it's better off to sleep the way I'm sleeping. And I probably will eventually get into like a 8 a.m. wake schedule or whatever, even though that sounds terrible. Uh, but I probably will eventually move to that. And I'm still at least aware of my sleep. I make it a priority. I also give myself, and this is something most people don't do. I give myself the opportunity to sleep as long as my body needs every single day. So I basically sleep. And then if I wake up in the morning and, I, and I'm so tired, I go back to sleep and I don't check the time. I don't worry about anything. I don't schedule early meetings, nothing. I give myself the maximum amount of time to sleep every single day so that my body's fully rested. So that's another benefit that I have that a lot of people don't do, even if they happen to be waking up early. Number three, movement. I could pretty much end here because movement, sleep, and food. I mean, if you get those down, you will build the body of your dreams. If you have fat to lose, you'll lose it all. If you want to get ripped, you'll get ripped. You want to live a long time, you're going to live a long time. These are the things, okay? Now, movement, there's a lot of things here. I'm not just talking about going to the gym three times a week, although that, that's ideal, right? Go lift heavy things every so often. I'm talking about walking and moving as much as possible. Humans, our ancestors, moved all the time. We did not sit in chairs all day. We did not sit in front of a TV or lounge on a couch all day. We would move in search of food. We would hunt. Sometimes we would run. Sometimes we would play. But we generally wouldn't be sitting around in a stationary position aside from maybe at night we were sitting around the campfire or we're lounging around or whatever and we're socializing. Sure, we would do that, but it's reverse. Now we do most of our movement. We, we don't do most of our movement, right? We actually are stationary most of the time and we move only a little bit of the time. So you have to find ways in your daily life to move as much as possible. What that means is take the stairs, not the elevator. Park at the end of the parking lot and walk more. Take a walk midday. If you're working, go outside and walk around the building a couple times. Okay, that's my new thing. Now the sun is out, it's nice. I'm going out and getting my vitamin D and it breaks up my work routine. It's perfect, I love it. Also, try to find a sport or a hobby that you enjoy that includes movement. You know, paddle boarding, canoeing, kayaking, uh, volleyball, throwing the frisbee, running around with your dogs outside, going to the park. These are all things that are gonna help you and they really do add up to increase the amount of movement you get and the amount of fitness you're going to develop as a result. Principle number four, this kind of coincides with nature because, or with movement. Number four is nature. Going outside, being in nature, going on a hike, walking around, walking barefoot, getting sunlight. These are all things that our human body needs, our biology needs. These help signal the genes to turn on that need to be turned on. And when we sit in artificial environments all day in front of artificial screens with artificial light, 
It causes disrepair in our mitochondria. It causes issues at the genetic level. It causes certain genes to turn on and certain genes to turn off. Probably ones you don't want to turn on and probably ones you want to keep on, right? So walk barefoot, go outside, meditate, read outside, lounge on the beach, anything you can do to get outside, get in nature as much as possible. Principle number five. Now, this is going to be one that might surprise people. It's intermittent fasting. A lot of people think of intermittent fasting and a lot of people promote intermittent fasting as a weight loss trick or as a hack, but I don't think of that at all. I think about intermittent fasting as ancestrally appropriate because our ancestors lived without refrigerators or restaurants or grocery stores or modern food preservation. So what they did when they didn't have access to food is they didn't eat anything. They weren't walking around snacking. They weren't satisfying every hunger urge by going to the gas station, getting some junk food or going to a restaurant, even going to a fridge they couldn't do. Skipping meals, going without food regularly is a natural way that the human body, the human metabolism is designed because it's what we did for hundreds of thousands of years. And that's really all I want to say on that. That's all you have to say on that. It will help you lose weight. And it has all the benefits of longevity, but that's only because it is how we are designed to eat. We are not designed to eat breakfast every morning and three square meals a day, let alone six, and ignore all of that dogma. All that dogma is from food companies and supplement companies trying to sell you products that you probably don't need or you shouldn't consume as much. Principle number six, this is a big one that's often overlooked, social, be social. You need to spend time with friends and family. Humans are social creatures. We evolved in small bands of hunter-gatherers. The better we could work together in the wild, the better we had at surviving and raising offspring. This is the evolutionary niche that humans carved out. It's why we moved to the top of the food chain. And there's a lot of research done that suggests that the brains of humans evolved so big because it was needed to manage the complex relationships and the different connections you have of understanding relationships and managing your own relationships. And that's why you have like famous numbers like Dunbar's number, where it suggests that 150 people is about the max that the human brain can handle to where people start not really remembering people and they can't, they can't understand the different relationships between people and things like that. And some businesses actually organize their, their business units based on this number. A lot of crazy stuff. So you have to be social. And our modern world, surprisingly, even with social media, it helps us feel like we're being social when we're not. And that means getting off social media, commenting with someone, interacting with them through a screen is not the same as being with them in person and engaging with them. And what's even worse about a lot of this technology and how it's infiltrated our relationships is even when we are with people, maybe we go out to dinner. And we have our technology on and it distracts us. Or maybe we're literally on our phone when we should be socializing. We should be, we should have those times of awkward silence. We should have those times where there is silence and it's not awkward. We should have those times where we think and we listen deeply. This is all part of being a well-balanced, well-adjusted human with well-balanced and well-adjusted relationships. Some ideas for this. Have game night. Do meetups. Have an accountability partner that you meet with every week and just you check up, you help each other, etc. And then most important of all, turn your phone off and be present when you're with other humans. I got two bonus principles here. I'm going to cover them real quick and that's going to be it for today's show. These are just some of the fundamentals that I want you guys to remember and to think about on a daily basis because these things are where your results are going to come from. If you focus on these few things on this list and especially the top three, food, sleep, and movement, you will get the baseline. 
for having the fit, healthy, naturally lean, awesome human homo sapiens body, which we are all designed to have. We all are. But our environment and the things we do, especially the foods we eat, the lack of sleep we get or the poor quality sleep, and the movement we aren't moving, these are all things that cause the human body to devolve in our modern world. Focus on the basics. And what I can tell you from doing these things, and even though I'm not recommending this, I'm telling you that when you get these things down, if you have a cheat meal here and there, if you don't stick to your plan and you miss a couple days in the gym, you get away with it much more than somebody who doesn't have the basics down and has too much weight on them and has hormonal disrepair. I highly, 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 highly recommend focusing on these primary first principles of human biology. It will change your life. It will change your family's life. And it is literally the fountain of youth, the secret to long-term health and well-being. It also makes you better at everything. I mean, you think better, you're better at work, you perform better, you're stronger. It literally is the foundation of being a better freaking human. It just is. And so two bonus principles real quick before I let you go. Self-awareness. The more you can know yourself, the better your life will be in every way. Spend time to understand why you do the things you do, why you think the things you think, and why you want the things you want. And surprisingly, most people don't do this, and it's really sad. This, I mean, this should be a class in, in every year of education your entire life. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade, middle school, high school, junior, senior, whatever. There should always be a self-awareness class, and there should be exercises, and people should have to ask you hard questions, and you should be able to ask yourself hard questions. Read philosophy. That's one of my favorite ways to expanding self-awareness and becoming aware of the mistakes that you make, things that people have thought about for thousands of years that have been doing for thousands of years. You are not that unique in the things you struggle with. Humans and most of the ideas that apply to us are universal. So learn from other people that have already gone through these things. And finally, consider seeing a therapist. If you really struggle with things, get help. Go to a support group. Talk to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with this. We all could benefit from this. Last bonus principle, action bias. Happy and productive people share common traits. The most important is a bias for action. The more you can do things in your life on purpose, rather than just responding to your environment, the better your life will be. The more you will eliminate the bad and you will attract the good on the opposite end. So always aim to do and then learn from the doing and do more. The more data you get, the more practice, the more doing, the more experience, the better you're going to be in every way. But sometimes, you know, it's easy to just hold up and watch Netflix all night or whatever, right? Instead, maybe you should read a book. Maybe you should take a course, watch a few educational YouTube videos, watch a documentary. I'm not saying get rid of that completely. We all need our unwind time, but add actionable things, doing, creating, you know, absorbing information, active, not just passive, right? Watching the news, laying on the couch, absorbing things. These are passive activities. You want to have a lot of action in your life and you want to go out and do things. All right, guys, make sure you like and subscribe. If you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email, ancestralmind at gmail.com. You can also reach us at info at wildfoods.co. And for all your real food, superfood, ingredients based on real food principles of sourcing, go to wildfoods.co and use code wildceo for 12% off your entire order. Do something with this information. I'm rooting for you.